Hi, this is Gary Bembridge, and this is Tips for Travelers, the global travel destination podcast. Remember, you can find out more by visiting my blog and site at tipsfortravelers.com, and travelers is spelt with two L's. Today on Tips for Travelers, we're going to talk about great train experiences, and I'm going to talk about two trains, the Rovos Rail Train in South Africa and the Napa Valley Wine Train in California. I'm a big fan of trains and I have always find kind of the romance and mystery of trains as really, really exciting. So when in South Africa I had the chance to travel on the Rovos rail train from Cape Town to Pretoria, I was very, very excited about it and it was a truly amazing experience. And if you want to actually see more, as I said, you can visit my blog or you can even visit YouTube and visit my uh, channel there or just search for Rovos Rail or Tips for Travelers and take a look at the video as well. So I traveled on the Rovos train. It took two nights and traveled from Cape Town to Pretoria. And as I mentioned, it was an absolutely amazing experience, a real once in a lifetime, incredible time. And I absolutely loved it. Now Rovos Rail is an independently owned rail service that was created by a real visionary called Rohan Voss. Now he and his team have over the years hunted down old railway coaches from the 1920s and onwards and restored them into a glorious old world glamour. He's also done the same with old steam engines that actually still pull the train on some of the journey. Most of the railway carriages were in very poor condition when he found them and he has a team of craftsmen restoring and building rich wooden panel interiors. The carriages are luxurious and they're really old world. On the Rovis Rail, there are three main classes. There are the Royal Suites, which take up actually a whole half of a carriage. There's the Deluxe Suites, which are three to a carriage. And then the Pullman Suites, which are seats in the day and beds at night, more similar to first class carriages today but with individual bathrooms. We were in a deluxe suite. It's quite a wow on entering, not only because you feel a sense of entering the past, but the size and the layout. There's a double bed that it's huge and stretches right across the suite. As it's quite high, it's fabulous to lie on and watch scenery out of the window. There's a small table with a mini bar underneath and two chairs. There's a fairly good sized cupboard and then a great little bathroom which has a shower cube, a wash basin and a toilet. The Royal Suites actually also have a bath and it's quite fun being in the shower as you rattle along the railway. Really good fun. Now I thought the styling the day call was really great and it felt really appropriate for recreating a feeling of a grandeur and grand age when the, and the whole train creates this. Now the fare is all inclusive that you pay so you you have a small bottle of sparkling wine when you first arrive and then the bar gets filled out with any other drink or mixes that you want and again in all the bars you basically can have as much drink or as little drink as you like. Now in terms of public areas there are a few great spaces and places. There are two lounges which offer drinks and nibbles all day whether it's cakes or whatever's appropriate at the time. Now one was in the center of the train it had very large sofas and very large comfy chairs and the other was at the rear of the train, where the last third has actually been turned into an open-air observation area and uh, has a small smoking lounge. And then there's two dining cars. 
Now, the two dining cars are very different and from very different eras. One of them was from the 1920s and the other was from the 1940s. And you could eat in either and you got very different experiences. And then one of the lounges was a small gift shop. Now, the food was really good, especially considering the very small facilities on the train. The breakfast was really huge, very big menu. And then for lunch and dinner, there were set menus with actually a choice of up to three or four main courses. There was a gigantic wine list of South African wines. And again, as this was all-inclusive, you could try as many different types as you wanted. It's quite formal on the train, and you had to actually dress in for dinner, for, for example, at least a jacket and a tie. Now, the service is outstanding at all levels and at all stages. The staff are well-trained and very friendly and very efficient. This is a major plus. They have many service features, which even include a shoe shine and pressing shirts for dinner. And in fact, the service is so good, they even stopped the train at one point to get out and take a look and fix our air conditioning. On the journey, we had a stop each day, which allowed us to get off the train and stretch our legs. We stopped for an hour at Mikey's Fontaine, which is an old refueling and stocking town from about the 1880s, which had a very interesting travel museum. On the second day, we stopped in Kimberley and went off to see the famous big hole where all the diamonds originally came from. But being on the train itself was fascinating, and watching the changing terrain was peaceful and enjoyable in itself. Now, the Robbers train trips are not that cheap, and we found that of the 48 people or 24 couples on board, only two were South African, and the rest were mostly from the UK or from the US. The service competes with the more famous and longer established Blue Train, which is actually run by South African Railways. But this train, the Robbers Rail Train, takes much less time Sorry, the blue train takes much less time and actually goes much faster, whereas the Ravis train is a much slower and more leisurely trip, and it's a much more sort of relaxed and old-fashioned experience. Now, the train itself was very long. There was 18 coaches in all, and it's some 400 meters in length. And for most of the trip, it's pulled by electric you know, uh, engines. But for the last leg on the last day, a glorious restored steam engine from the late 1950s met us and pulled us the rest of the way. We were able to get off the train when it met us, uh, give the drivers here to take photos, that kind of thing. Now, Rohan Voss, who runs Robos, actually was the person who does the welcome speech to everyone in this very beautiful reception area in, in, in the Cape Town station. And he was actually there to meet the train when we arrived in Pretoria, personally wishing everyone a good trip and asking for thoughts and ideas on a return. So a really good experience. I love the train, really would love to do it again. And as I mentioned, if you want to see more, if you visit uh, the blog, search for Robos train and, and find out more. So let's compare that with the Napa Wine Train in Napa, California. Now, the Napa Wine Train is slightly different. It runs a three-hour service at lunchtime and dinner in the, into the wine country in, in California. Now, one of the reasons for originally adding Napa onto my California trip was not really to delve into the wineries of the area, but to explore some of the kind of travel geek within me when it comes to travel and transportation. Napa is the home of the Napa Wine Train, and this train company was originally set up by a millionaire train buff inspired by his experiences actually on the Orient Express in Europe. So he actually, in this case, bought 21 miles of track from the Pacific Railroad, and they were very happy to offload um, the track because at that time it, it wasn't making them any money and occasionally a freight train may, uh, sort of ran on the route. Then what he did, a bit like in Rail, he acquired old Pullman coaches, in his case mostly from the 1940s, and he restored them. And then surprisingly, to a lot of opposition from locals along the route, he got his service going. Now, it seems the locals along the route didn't really like the idea of the service. And in the end, he had to limit his trips to, to lunchtime um, and then a dinner one most evenings and occasionally runs sort of special events.
It was and has been, however, a really big hit with tourists. And unlike the, the, the stunning and, and, and quite costly Robbers train that I was talking about a little bit earlier that runs, say, from Tora to Cape Town over two nights, this just does meals. So the train runs from Napa to a place called St. Helena. Once the engine is moved from the back of the train uh, to the front of the train, it pulls back. And as I mentioned, it takes about three hours. Now, for around about $100 a person, you get the ride and you get a five-course meal with drinks, in this case, being extra. Now, to make the most of the carriages and space, there are two sittings, and the first kind of eats um, and then moves to the lounge car afterwards where you have pudding and coffee, while the second sitting then goes in the dining room. The food is good. It's a little bit rushed, and in reality, we were on the first sitting, and we'd almost pretty much had our meal before the time we even left the station. The, st the station itself has no platform, and it's actually basically a, a large warehouse-style building. It has a, a wine shop and some gift shops. And then you board, you get allocated a table. Now, the carriages themselves are very well restored. They're in very good shape. The food is plentiful. It's pretty good. It's not really kind of gourmet, but it's fine. We had a mixed plate of olives and cheese to start. They made a salad and a kind of a sorbet palate uh, cleanser. They made a choice of beef, fish, or chicken. The pudding was either chocolate brownie or creme brulee. The good thing was they were not that pushy in selling wine. There was a lot of choice at a big range of prices. And then there was also a tasting bar, which offered four wines to taste for $10. Now, the focus definitely on this train is about making money because it needs volume. So it's not as special and as upmarket as I'd expect it to be. It didn't have, the service was fine, didn't have lots of small touches. It was very efficient. It wasn't very personal. And it was a little bit rushed because they kind of churned things out of the kitchen. So it, you did feel a bit more like you're on a production line. Now, the scenery itself, Along the route, is, is, it's fine. It's not actually that spectacular because quite a bit of it is getting in and out of Napa and then you basically run along the, the next to the, the, the motorway. So it wasn't particularly amazing scenery. But it was different. It was fun. And it, and it was great to experience the old carriages. They're not as special as Rovers Rail, but it was really good fun uh, doing so. Again, I've done a video and on my blog at tipsfortravelers.com. You can see lots of photographs, etc. So that's two train experiences, Rovers Rail in South Africa and the Napa Wine Train. So until next time, remember visit my blog at tipsfortravelers.com where you can also sign up for email updates. And until then, happy travels.